0: No, we're not late because I was frantically running around any convention center or (laughs) went and ate lunch right by Indianapolis Motor Speedway. No, we're a minute late because my camera wouldn't turn on. So medical difficulties still can persist even when you're on the road. Good Friday afternoon, everybody. March 1st, 2024. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Crisson for the Southside Beat here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Wrapping up a... Really busy week here in Indianapolis. Always is. <laughs> of course, yesterday was Omar Khan Day, and I'm sure Chris walked you through exactly what was happening there. But uh
1: as much as I possibly could, it was later in the show. Obviously, Um you know there obviously weren't live updates during um, you know during the our, our initial availability with local reporters. I didn't think there would be, but I was still refreshing the feed just in case because it's not quite as. Intimate as it is for like the Art Rooney session or the Mike Tomlin session that's to come at the owners' meetings, but still, you know, wanted to check and then all of a sudden we started getting updates and yeah, lo and behold, we were able to kind of react in the moment. And uh, but we can, you know, kinda, you know, it's been 24 hours. We can, you know, now digest this a little bit, uh, a little bit better, a little bit easier. And uh uh, I would just say, what's your initial takeaway from, from that? I, I know you've got a, a story atop our Steelers page on, on, uh, DK Pittsburgh right now about kind of breaking that all down. A lot of what Omar said, because he covered a variety of topics. Um, so your initial takeaway from, from what Omar, Omar said, cause I have some thoughts too.
0: Yeah. If you were looking for news from Omar Khan, you weren't going to get it. Um, he just wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to, at least not with the feed.
1: into the rumor mill.
0: <laughs> number one, he wasn't going to flame the only quarterback that's on his roster. Number yeah. two, he's not going to speak too much about Mason because there's only so much he can really say at this juncture. Yeah. Um, Mason Rudolph is a free agent. He is testing free agency. They have made it known to Mason and to the public that they want Mason Rudolph back. Mm-hmm. And Omar Khan said his gauge is that Mason Rudolph wants to come back. Now, I guess we will truly find out when Mason Rudolph puts his name on a dotted line somewhere as to whether Mason Rudolph wants to come back or not. But it's very clear, just from talking to Omar Khan, at least with respect to the quarterback position, that this is going to be the plan. This is what they want to do. They want this to be Mason Rudolph v. Kenny Pickett by the time we all get to Latrobe at the end of July. They or at the end of June, rather. They want this to be about getting mason rudolph and then finding that third piece whether it comes from another veteran or it comes from the draft for the quarterback position now obviously a lot was discussed and you know there was there's more press conference than we have show time to be frank with you so it's hard to delve into just about everything that was discussed but you know there was a mention of the obvious need at inside linebacker there was the mention of the defensive backs and and look if you read my story that's up today on DKPittsburghSports.com, they looked at all of the top cornerbacks that are here. So if, if they're – the Steelers like to telegraph what they do. I don't think anybody is naive to that. They like to telegraph what they do. They, mm-hmm. if, if they're interested in cornerbacks, they're going to hammer cornerbacks. If they were looking at quarterbacks, Q-U-A-R-T-E-R, then you know me talking to Spencer Rattler and Mike Pratt today – They would have said, yeah, we met with the Steelers, but that's not what they said. They have not met with the Steelers here in Indianapolis. So if you just follow the tea leaves on what the Steelers are doing here with the scouting combine, you can kind of get a plan, get an idea of what they're looking at in this draft. And Omar Khan talked about having all avenues open, and that's quarterback, that's free agency for any position, that's draft for any position. And look, I get it. He's going to say some diplomatic things, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think namely when it comes to the quarterback position, nothing came off as inconsistent compared to what Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney have said. Everything across the board now, from the three most important people in that front office that have say in decision-making, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, Art Rooney, has been consistent. It's been the same thing. So, you know... Uh, Chris, sorry about yesterday's question about Cam
1: and extension. Turns out it was clickbait. It, it uh, was fine. Uh, yeah, there was something that came out apparently yesterday about a four-year extension for Cam, and uh, yeah, I didn't see anything about it. I wanted to at least no. come back on here, and yeah, now do I think an extension for Cam is in in you know discussion at some point? Yeah, uh, they, you know lowering that twenty-two million dollar cap hit would be would be nice. Yeah, Omar um, brought it up too. By the way, yeah. So, so um, yeah, uh, extensions for players that have a, a year left are definitely something that will be that will be talked about. But as Omar did allude to yesterday, that typically happens a little later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some thoughts, you know, yes, you know, everything that everything with, with Kenny and, and, and Mason was consistent with, uh, you know, with, with what Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney the second have both said about the, about those two in, in, in particular, the only thing that you could kind of construe as a little different uh, when it came to the trade market was, you know, Art Rooney said that, that it's unlikely that they would make a, a like a, like a splash trade a, a of some kind. And, Omar didn't shoot that down and he also, and, and, and for good reason, he's not going to go into any details, but you know, he, okay. he said he wasn't going to comment on any detail on any detailed conversations that have happened. Um, and, you know, I mentioned it yesterday, whenever, you know, those, those uh, you know, those updates were coming from you fr- from, from, the the uh, from the press conference and, and everything, you know, that that's a general manager doing his due diligence. You know it, it, he's not doing his job if he doesn't at least pick up the phone and and call the Bears and figure out okay well what's your asking price for Justin Fields? Yeah, you know that that's just a GM doing his job, getting an answer to a question that you just you you need to know the answer to, uh, because as Omar said, it is his job ultimately to make the team better. You know both you know to win in 2024 and in the long term, and um, if you know if they deem it necessary that, you know, for the right price, Justin Fields is worth the trade, then they'll do that. If they believe that signing Kirk cousins, or if uh, Russell Wilson is eventually cut and then signing him or whoever else, Ryan Tannehill, whoever else is worth the investment, then they'll do that. Um, But that's for Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney to, to ultimately decide. And so whenever you hear comments like that, you know, like you, he's almost acknowledging that conversations have taken place without really acknowledging it but then again that's not that's not like some sort of like oh snap he might have talked to the bears about Justin Fields it's like yeah he probably has maybe because that's what gms do and so just to, wanted to really hammer that part home too um i don't think you know you can take anything of what omar said yesterday and just automatically think like for example if you are um not in the Kenny Pickett fan club. And you do not want Kenny Pickett to be the quarterback in 2024. I don't think that yesterday is necessarily the end of it all for you. Um I think ultimately when the cards are down, we're going to see what the Steelers plan is. Now, as of right now, we do think based off of everything that's that's transpired that the ultimate plan is Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph as your top two quarterbacks. Yep. But you have to add the caveat you, you don't if those conversations have taken place in, in certain trades, you don't know how those conversations have gone. You don't know, like maybe, maybe that once those conversations begin, Omar says, hey, listen, the price that we initially thought that Justin Fields was going to be for. Yeah, it's nowhere near that. It's something that we can very, very much afford. Now, let's. Let's bring this back and let's talk about it. Should we invest in Justin Fields or and move on from Kenny or is Kenny still our guy? You know, those are conversations that they have to have internally. And by the time Mike Tomlin speaks at the owner's meetings, we will get a much clearer picture on that, most likely, because we'll be well over a week into free agency by that point.
0: Right. And by that point, Mason Rudolph could either have been re-signed in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. And that, and that
1: affects that affects their decision making too, because if Mason doesn't re sign. That, you know, affects, that affects that affects their plans as of right now.
0: I might be reading too far into what Omar talked about, but as it sits right now, if Mason Rudolph were to re-sign and compete with Kenny Pickett in training camp, Kenny would have the upper leg right now based on how they feel. That's the gauge I got out of Omar yesterday. And mm-hmm. I know that might not be the thing people want to hear right now, but if that's the case, And if Kenny truly is, so to speak, entering this competition with a leg up on Mason, and I'm not not saying Omar tipped his cards or anything, but what I'm saying is, if it's true that Kenny is entering this competition, so to speak, with a leg up over QB2 because of his status, or whatever it might be, then I would think that that would make Mason Rudolph less inclined to re-sign. Again, based on the sheer fact that the thing that Mason Rudolph is going to go out and look for in free agency, number one is money, of course, but number two is playing time. Mason Rudolph's going to want to play now. He, he, he He's going to feel like he earned that right to be a team starting quarterback. And whether that's Pittsburgh or not, then exactly, as Teresa says, if that's true, then why in the world would Mason sign here? That's what Mason and his agent have to vet. They yeah. have to vet. If if Mason Rudolph puts his line, puts his puts his name on the line, on the Pittsburgh Steelers contract, then by that point he and his agency would have vetted that it is truly going to be a competition in Latrobe, and it's not just going to be well we're bringing him in and he's more than likely going to be the backup and Kenny Pickett has the leg up. That's not the, the sense that I got from Omar, is that it's going to be. Kenny Pickett entering training camp as as the de facto one, and then whoever it is to compete with him, whether that's Mason or Tannehill or or Chris or me or whoever it is, that's the <laughs> feel I have off of it. And if that's true,
1: I have caught a pass at training camp before.
0: There you go. And if that's true, see, DeMond, that's this is the thing. You're right to an, a certain extent. If Devon says if Mason signs, he's QB one. I think you're right to a certain extent. I think he's QB one going into Latrobe, or at least he's even with Kenny going into Latrobe. But if Mason doesn't resign, then he's going to have a true gauge, or at least based on his feel and his agency's feel, that it is not going to be a true competition and that he truly is going to be the two.
1: Yeah. And if
0: there's another team out there that offers him a more legitimate chance or just the, 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 the opportunity to start, then he's going to more than likely take that unless the Steelers come in with ridiculous money, right? Like that's always a part of the equation.
1: I doubt that. Unless,
0: unless they do, yeah. unless they come in with ridiculous money, that is that is far and away more than any other team offers. Okay, maybe Mason takes the backup job or is more likely to take a backup job. But that's the feel I have based on what Omar said and kind of based on the tea leaves that when you look at the position and how it's trending and the, the, knowledge, the, the knowledge that, the Steelers want Mason back. How much leverage do the Steelers have truly in the discussion with Mason is a question that I have too.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I, I necessarily hundred percent. I agree, I agree to a certain extent when it came, when it comes to the, the team's confidence in Kenny. He wouldn't say something like they have full faith in Kenny Pickett. You know, if there weren't a little bit of truth in that. I also don't think that he's going to stand up there and uh, throw his only rostered quarterback under the bus. Um, so whenever they say things like we want Mason and, you know, the owner said it, the head coach said it. And now the GM said it, that does mean they, they understand, they understand the, 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 the context that Mason's going go, probably only going to resign if he gets a legitimate crack at winning the starting starting quarterback job, so with the Steelers, with the 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 Holy Trinity atop the Steelers' decision making tree, all saying that hey, we want Mason back. That it doesn't necessarily, and Omar also brought in the whole competition thing. Like this is not Kenny's job to lose. Kenny's got to earn it. I, he, I he, agree he, to that. To some point. Yeah, yep. he he's he's got he's got to earn it. And, and based off of what he's done the first two seasons, you can chalk it up to, you know, offensive coordinator issues. You know, obviously Matt Canada, not being the answer there, you can chalk it up to a number of things, but at the end of the day, Kenny Pickett still has to be, you know, just like fans want to hold Deontay responsible for not scoring a touchdown in 2022, you yeah. got to hold the same standard to Kenny Pickett for only throwing 13 touchdowns in 25 games. That just ain't going to cut it at the, at the NFL level, Yeah, you know? And, and so I, I think, honestly, based off of what we got, we, we got a lot of a lot of words from Walmart without a lot of true answers. And that's kind of what I expect, because, you know,
0: why would they tip their hand? Number one.
1: Yeah. Why would they tip their hand? But then also, again, it's he's not going to go up there and blast Kenny because if let's just say they are hardcore like going after Justin Fields and that doesn't pan out now you have a disgruntled quarterback going into his third year you're not going to go up there and bash your only rostered quarterback um you want to go and you know go up there but you know again we've got how many days we've got less than 2 weeks yeah less than 2 weeks until legal, legal tampering begins um uh, who knows what next week is going to hold. And of course I'm going to be in Florida the whole time and knowing my luck, there's going to be some sort of major move yeah. that happens. They re-sign Mason Rudolph or, or they trade for Justin yeah. Fields or whatever while I'm smack dab in the line of waiting for the avatar ride at animal kingdom. Yeah. Um. It's just, you know, it, it, it's just, yeah.
0: So, all right. Steven <laughs> says, Kenny was historically bad. Why would they want to stick with that? Makes no sense. Actually, Steven, it makes perfect sense and let me tell you why. Remember the press conference after the season ended when Mike Tomlin said it would be a huge year for Kenny, right? Obviously, that's on the field and that's proving himself on the field. But there is a checkbook decision to make here when it comes to Kenny Pickett, and Omar Khan pretty much validated this in his press conference with the local media. Again, he was asked, you know, get Mike Tomlin said it's a huge year why is that? And Omar said, he's entering year three. Hello, when he enters year three, that means the following offseason, the Steelers will have to make, which is next offseason by this point, the Steelers will have to make a decision as to whether they pick up the fifth year option on Kenny Pickett or not. That 50-year option, when you base things off of this year's crop of 50-year options and the in the salary cap, which is consistently going up, that 50-year option for Kenny could sit in the ballpark of 27 to $30 million, just sitting here projecting it right now. So, in effect, if they don't decide or if they try to decide or if they do decide that Kenny Pickett is worth it or not worth it, did you hear that dog? That was on Chris's. If they ultimately decide that Kenny Pickett is going to be that. their guy for the future or not, they have to make a decision one year from now as to whether they commit 30 million upward in the ballpark of guaranteed to keep him for one more year. That's what this is about. That's that's in, in some senses what this is about. Obviously, it's finding it's figuring out if he is the quarterback of the future and the present by this stage. But it's also about deciding what is the trajectory of this franchise going to be because Mason Rudolph right now would be entering his age 30 season. You're not going to sign Mason Rudolph for five years, unless you do. But I don't see them signing him for more than two, to be completely honest. I don't see this, this contract, if it's Mason Rudolph in Pittsburgh, it's not going to be for more than two. That's just That just business-wise makes sense to me. Because you would have Kenny Pickett for definitely year three, maybe or definitely year four, maybe year five. So if you don't decide to exercise that option on Kenny Pickett, then you would be going into two off-seasons from now, with a complete slate, with a clean slate at quarterback. And then you could go from there and decide. And they're likely going to draft one this year. That's just how I feel because they have to get some youth at that position. So the business, this is the business of the position. That's why they have to be damn sure that they figure out this year if Kenny's the guy or not because one year from now, they're going to have to open the checkbook one way or another for a quarterback
1: part of part of me part of me and you know I've said personally what I what I think the Steelers should do but part of me is is very very curious and, and almost wants to see the Steelers give Kenny a fair shot and the reason why is pretty much for that you know that reason is you're going to know after 3 years one way or the other right. you know there, there's there's not going to be uh you know if Kenny is still kind of you know he's kind of this meh guy who, you know, doesn't really do too much, doesn't move the needle too much in in the offense that you're going to know, you know, even if he has a better year statistically, but he doesn't really show any signs of like, okay, he's going to become a franchise type quarterback. You're going to know by the end of, uh, by the end of year three. And so by that, by that token, you know, the Steelers can be like, all right, we tried it. We literally gave it the old college try. You know, it's time to move on. Um, but then again, at the same time, it's like, hey, now the Steelers have to really kind of answer for the past three years. DeMond, they yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying. Really cut I, you off. I'm just saying, like, like, um, and, and listen, I, I, I understand, I understand, Demon's sentiment. The Kenny, he says, Kenny doesn't have to have a fair shot. Life ain't fair. We want to win now. Sign Mason. Like, I, I get that. I get that that sentiment because Kenny has, again, in my, in my opinion, not just off of what Matt can just not, not taking the Matt Canada stuff into, a, into account because that's the easy scapegoat for, 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 for Kenny stuff. So there's, is that so there's it, validity to it. I'm not saying there's not validity to it. I'm just saying that it's the easy scapegoat of being like, this is the reason why Kenny has been, been what he's been for two, for 25 games. No, it's not. There are there are examples on film that I can literally point to and say that is not the offensive coordinator. That is the quarterback uh, missing and breaking throws consistently, missing wide open receivers. Uh, even if it's not, I mean, and that's also understanding how even if Matt Canada isn't ca- uh, coaching this one particular concept the same exact way that all all other teams are coaching it. He's not coaching it in a, some sort of bass backwards way of like, like for example, just to kind of give an example here, a drive concept typically is a left to right read for a quarterback. And he's not going to have him go, okay, you're going to read middle. Then you're going to read left. and You're going to read. No, it's going to be somewhat similar to the way it's done throughout the, throughout the, the rest of the league. And so you can then based off of those things, watch film and have a good sense of, okay, Outside of the offensive coordinator stuff, what is Kenny doing as a quarterback? And I, I, you know, again, it's not all Matt Canada. I think Kenny can be a better quarterback under a new coordinator, but you also can't just give him a free pass because Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator. I don't believe that's true. 13 touchdowns in 25 games is alarming. That is, that is, that does not move the needle at all. And so that's why. Along with some other things that I've seen on film, I understand the sentiment of Kenny might not be the guy. Like, I get that sentiment. I also, to a point, and this is not me like flip flop or anything like that, understand the sentiment of listen, the Steelers are going to give this the old college try and really make sure, like, no ifs, ands, or buts. They can lay their heads down at night and know for sure. We gave Kenny every fair shot we possibly could before we came to a conclusion on this guy.
0: Randy says Mason Rudolph proved his value in 2023. He should be launched as starter unless he proves otherwise. Here's the thing about that, Randy. If you're gonna do this game, then you're right back where you started last year. You're right back where you started in 2023. If if you pull the plug on Mason Rudolph at all. What the Steelers have to do, not need, have to do, is commit to a quarterback and start him for 17 games in 2024. That's what has to happen. Whether that's Kenny Mason, Ryan Tannehill, rookie. Chris, me, you, whoever it is, they have to commit to a guy for the whole season. They can't do this flip-flop nonsense. They can't do the, well, Mason played like crap against the Bengals. We have to start Kenny against the Titans. They, they can't do that. Number one, it blows the whole plan up. Number two, it ruins Kenny's psyche. And I'm not saying Kenny's fragile or anything. Don't start the narrative. What I'm saying is you're going to tell Kenny Pickett that in the offseason, you're the only quarterback on our roster. Then we bring Mason back. Then we have him compete, and you lose that competition. Guess what, buddy? Now we need you. Mason's not the guy we thought he was. Now we need you. I get it. It's pro sports. Players have to be thick-skinned and ready for everything and all that other nonsense. But you can't look at Kenny Pickett and say, listen, we're bringing Mason back. If he beats you for the competition, that's it. And then when Mason doesn't do well, you say, hey, buddy, get your butt back in there. They can do that. It's just what does that do to Kenny Pickett? What well, does it do at for that Kenny Pickett it does nothing for Kenny Pickett
1: in that scenario it's it, honestly just my my in, immediate re- reaction there is then when the win the competition at training camp absolutely because he can't, because he can't,
0: he can't lose the competition to Mason Rudolph and then become the starter in week three if Mason plays like crap that that can't happen.
1: Yeah, that, that's that pretty much I I kind of agree with Lori there. Then he can deal with it. If it, if I it's guess, if it no, I'm just saying if it's Kenny versus Mason in training camp in preseason and Mason wins the job outright, that that's on that's on Kenny. And really to me, that's the biggest indictment on Kenny Pickett is that you can't even win a car, quarterback competition.
0: And you know what? That's also on the front office, too, by the way, because this is the bed they want to make. This is the bed they want oh, to make. Listen, so that's on the that, front office. That that's
1: a whole other because I've already Wait. said personal thing on here that I would go in a different direction that moves on from Kenny Pickett. That's just me. That's based off of what I see. I'm also trying to help interpret based off of what I think the Steelers front office is going to do. And I think one of the reasons why, and there's a comment up here that still, it's still one of the reasons why, even though I think it's a very slim chance of anything happening, Captain Midnight here. so awesome name, by the way. Captain Midnight says, "Are they going to throw another year of TJ and Minka's career away?" And I would even throw, Kim. Like, I, I would like, even Kim. throw Cam into that into that mix too, because you you were in that press conference when Mike Tomlin was lamenting over Marquise Pouncey not Pouncey. winning a Super Bowl, yeah, and how he wants Cam to win. And so they're that's why I'm saying they may be thinking in that process when Mike Tomlin is addressing the media in. Early January or mid January, whenever that was, that there's no shot in HE double hockey sticks that just trading for a guy like, let's just say they love Justin Fields. Again, just using that as an example, that trading for Justin Fields is not even a possibility. It's going to require a first round pick or whatever. Not even, it's not even remotely what they're thinking of. And then all of a sudden, Omar Khan ha- makes a phone call. And it's like, hey, you know what? They're not wanting a first rounder. And if they ever have the, all the right other assets, we might not even have to give up a second rounder that might make everything else change right. for Omar, for Mike, for, uh, for art, for all of those guys. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying like circumstances change as time goes on, but based off of the evidence that we've seen, do I think that's actually going to happen? No. Do I, is there like a very small sliver of me that thinks that it's a possibility yeah, but it's a very very small possibility because I still think right now the Kenny versus Mason thing is going to end up what's is going to end up playing out.
0: Circle gets the square, Josh. Thank you. I, I was just about to say this. If Kenny and Mason are the top two options, the Steelers are not trying to win a Super Bowl or a playoff game. I I, I, I sorry. Like th- th- this is not a team that is one quarterback away. This is not 2 through 53 best roster in the NFL like the 49ers are. This is hmm. not what this is. The Steelers have many 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 holes to patch up. They still have a lot to take care of. This isn't a team that is one good quarterback away, not even great, good quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl or winning in the postseason. That's not what this team is. This team has a lot of holes, which brings me back. It circles me back to what DeMond says. We want to win now. That's fine. This, These, these two quarterbacks, they're not Lamar Jackson. They're not Patrick Mahomes. They're not Josh Allen. They're not in the cream of the crop of the AFC. They're just not. Mason Rudolph. Probably won't be that. It's more likely, far more likely that he is not than he is by this stage of his career. Yes, there could be reclamation projects everywhere. We see it. We saw it with Baker Mayfield. We saw it in a way with Mason last year. It can't happen. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill under Arthur Smith. It can happen, but it's so unlikely. The odds of that happening are low. They're slim. And mm-hmm. even then, Mason's not going to become an elite quarterback in this league this year. I mean, that's just that's just bottom line. And look, this is what... And I loop this into what Billy says. There are so many other holes. Yes, there are. This team has a lot of work to do in this offseason. They have a lot of areas where they have to get better in. This is not a Super Bowl roster right now. And if you add Mason Rudolph back into it or Ryan Tannehill or even Justin Fields, dare I say, this is not a Super Bowl roster. They still have to build for it. Could they Mm -hmm. win a playoff game? Maybe. Could they get in the postseason? Yes, they can. But – This is not a Super Bowl team with Kenny or Mason. That's the clear cut thing about it.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the reason why there's so much discourse here about, about the quarterback conversation is because of the stat that I brought. I'm not saying I'm the one who caused this conversation. I'm just saying, like, the stat of, like, listen, three fourths of the Super Bowls in history have been won by a quarterback that's either in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's just a it bottom line. And and that's why, like, when you look at, like, are there so many other holes to fill? Yes, there are. And that's what free agency is for. That's what the draft is for. That's specifically what the draft is for. Like, you, you bring, you draft guys so that you can build, uh, build a, a championship roster. That's where, that's where championships are, are really built yep. is through the draft. Um, when you look at the 05 and 08 teams, those <laughs> the, the draft is the main reason why those teams won. Yeah.
0: Um they've not drafted well at all lately. I mean
1: a couple of nice free agent free. signings like you know if James Ferrier was a nice free agent signing Ryan Clark was a nice free agent signing um you know a, a few others in there but I mean everybody else who was a major player in those Super Bowls were drafted. Yeah. Uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Polamalu you know i i mean i can i can go you know up and down uh, uh, or they were a, an undrafted uh, free agent that was signed like like you know like James Harrison or something like that you know so um you know you you look at but i think the quarterback position is is so it it is the ultimate game changer yeah. You know, I mean, like just to throw hypotheticals here. You know, let's just say for whatever reason Patrick Mahomes is magically on this roster, do the Steelers yeah. stand a better chance of winning a Super Bowl? One hundred percent, just because it's Patrick Mahomes. Or even if you put, you know, one of the one of the other guys who are up there, if they magically were to get Josh Allen, or you know, you will put any of those other top tier quarterbacks on this roster, just this roster, the way it is, it's already a very very it's a it's a different team and that's why i think whenever you look at some people who might be might be pro justin fields for example is because his ceiling is all the way up here it's what can happen so that he can get to that get to that point because he's got all the tools he's got the legs he's got the arm he's got the smarts it's about making sure that he can continue to take steps forward as he's done for, through his first three seasons. I think that's why there are some people that are very interested in that trade. As long as you don't have to give up too much capital. I I think that, yeah, it's just, I think that's why the quarterback conversation has become so, so like, it's just, it's encapsulated everybody because, this is also the first time in two decades that the Steelers haven't had to worry about the position.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a lot of these people that don't, that didn't live through the gap between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. They haven't experienced the Mark Malone days, the Bubby Brister days, the Neil O'Donnell days, Mike Tomczak, Kent Graham, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox. They didn't live through that. Or if they did live through that, they weren't fans during that period.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Captain Midnight says it's a top eight roster talent-wise. Okay. Is it better than 49ers? No. Is it I,
1: I Is. actually, like, okay, to well, me, yeah.
0: Let's do this. Let's 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 do this, okay? Is it better than 49ers? No. Is it better than the Ravens? Roster? No. Is it better than the Lions? No. I don't think so. That's three. Is it better than Buffalo. No. Is it better than the Cowboys. No. Is it better than the Chiefs? That's six. No. Eagles, seven. No. Texans, eight. No.
1: In Texans, you can start to make arguments. I think.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just running through lists of teams here.
1: You can start to make arguments.
0: Packers better than Packers.
1: You can start to make arguments.
0: Okay. Rams.
1: You can make arguments. I, I'm just saying like that, that's Colton. where you can begin having discussions. Uh, I, I, yeah. Again, Yeah. Again, okay. I, yeah, I, again, like, you know, as, as I said, as I said, if you put even, like okay.
0: I got him outside of the top
1: 10. If, if Kurt, if Kirk cousins is the, again, throwing this out there because he's a free agent and because of his pedigree, if Kirk Cousins is 100% healthy and he signs and he is the starting quarterback of this team they are one of the probably top 3 contenders in the AFC okay based off of the rest of the roster okay um do i think that they have a chance to beat or do i think that they end up beating like a Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs or even Josh Allen the Bills probably not but do they stand a much better chance of doing that? One hundred percent, they do, because they have a guy in Kirk Cousins who knows how to who knows who knows how to throw the football, who's been very very good at it for a long time. Um, it's 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 not a bad it's not a bad <laughs> roster. It's it's a it's a they've it's got eight. they they've got holes to fill, and 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 cornerback is probably the weakest position right now. Center's probably up there. Yeah. But you know, running back, there is a set as anybody else in the league. Receiver. I
0: didn't even mention the Browns either. Um,
1: Browns yeah. have a better roster than Steelers. No, again, I, I I'm not I'm not saying it's like top eight, but it's you can make arguments to be in that range. You know, edge rusher, which is one of the which is one of the like most uh <laughs> are you on let i don't even know what side we're on um okay (laughs) but uh but i'm just saying like like you you look at like okay edge rusher they're one of the best in the league and running back they're one of the best in the league um you know safety they got one of the best if not the best safety in the league you know they they've got guards you know like you look at like you look at some of their positions like they're either up there and just, you know, a couple of them, they're up there in discussion for some of the best in the league or like stuff like tight end or uh, like guard tandems and stuff like that. Like you can make, okay, Isaac Sammelo and James Daniels is a really good guard tandem. I don't know if I'd say it's like, oh, it's like top three or anything like that, but it's a very, very solid guard tandem right there. You put a good center between them. The interior of the Steelers line is one of the best in the league. Um,
0: Darren, it's called coaching. Why don't better rosters always win? Browns should have all the Super Bowls. It's called coaching. It's called quarterback play. The two most important things in the sport.
1: It's one of the one, one of the reasons now why the Browns are are accomplishing what they're accomplishing, which is you know second place in the division and making it to the divisional round. Yeah. Um. Well, did they, they didn't make it to? They the, lost. You know, to the they lost. That, that's right. That, that, that they, they lost. lost, lost, the lost. But still, like They. They. they um. They're capable of doing things because they have a good roster and a good coaching staff now. Kevin Stefanski earned what he earned. I still think D'Amico Ryan's, but, um, but you know, you look at the roster, you know, like the you know Steelers in particular. You look at their roster, and it's like, okay, this isn't. A, I don't think there's a lot of people in this league that would think that the Steelers roster is not capable. Uh, they've got weapons on offense. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. I I I mean, they've got weapons. Um, you put a good quarterback in that system, it could be an offense that that scores points. Doesn't have to be the the the, the highest scoring offense, but if it's an offense that can put up more points and that can hold on to the ball longer, that makes what's already a good defense even better.
0: Yeah. I'm leaving this comment up for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! Look, I think the bottom line is we all know the Steelers need a quarterback. We they, we all know they need a better one than Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. We, we all know it. Like, let's not hide from it. Let's just not hide from it. They need a better quarterback. It, it's it's simple. They do. And if it's if it's Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields or quarterback X Y Z in the draft, whatever it is, all right. But that quarterback has to be a better quarterback. They have to be improved. Or it could be an improved Kenny Pickett or an improved Mason Rudolph. Even though they're not going to be Super Bowl quarterbacks in 2024. They're just simply not. Um, I, I did see that too, DeMond. Uh, somebody asked, I actually had, uh, let's see, where is it? Here it is. There it said, do you trade three first rounders for Drake May? No, wow. because you have to use that first rounder on either quinnian Mitchell or Nate Wiggins, who just ran uh four three three and 4.29 unofficial at the combine. So – um. Yeah, they're they're loving these quarterbacks right now. If you if you didn't read it yet, DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, the Steelers are in the hunt, it seems at least for one of these good quarter cornerbacks. C O R N E R B A C uh, K S. Koolay McKinstry uh, has a fractured foot. He's not running. Cooper DeGene's not running. Um, But Nate one Wiggins, of Terry on Arnold. These. Huh.
1: A lot of health issues with these cornerbacks. Yeah, man.
0: something about that. Uh, Nate Wiggins, Terreon Arnold, uh, Quinshon Mitchell—three of the big ones that are there. Uh, Steelers are certainly in play. They're looking at these top guys. By the way, Peyton Wilson ran a really good forty, and I like him a lot. Uh, at linebacker,
1: I'm, I'm I'm beginning more and more. I'm not just saying this because cornerbacks are dropping like flies at the combine, but um, I, I'm I'm beginning to think more and more that first round is going to be another another um offensive lineman whether yeah. it's center or tackle I, I i'm i'm beginning to think more and more that that's what's going to end up happening um I, I not just because omar also made made comments about you know how important the um how important the trenches are yeah. and uh i, I I'm, I'm beginning to to think more and more of that so um i, I do think and listen they've got a they've got to address um <laughs> Ryan, i just not reading that, that yeah. comment. Well, I gotta hey, listen, comment listen, man. Back on. Yeah, listen, like, like wh- I, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that I'm some sort of like some sort of like, Oh, I've, I'm right. A hundred percent of the time I'm going to be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've also been very, very right. I what the other day or last week or something like that, you know, talked about the first mock draft I did after the senior bowl last year, I hit the nail on the head with Joey Porter jr. And, uh, uh, well, got the right the right player in the wrong round but still had joey porter jr and Keanu benton going to the steelers and at least had a tackle being drafted you know all in the first three three picks so um so uh, you you win some and you lose some you're never gonna you're never going to to bat a thousand on this stuff so um but i i think i don't know man i listen it's it's a good roster they they've got they've got a lot of stuff to address uh, they just do. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad roster either. I, I think this is a good roster. I think it is ultimately, if they have a good quarterback, this team can go places. I don't know if they're automatically a Super Bowl contender or anything like that, but you got to have a quarterback in order to win. And, um, I think that's pra- I'm pretty. I'm, I'm starting to get all talked out today. Plus, my throat's been killing me. I'm not feeling right. I'm well. Not we have
0: to get. Me. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here anyway. Uh, we'll be back Monday. I will be home. Monday. I will not be back Monday. Chris will be on. Chris will be on vacation. So you're stuck with me next week, AKA that. You'll be in the
1: guy in the center that doesn't know. Uh, uh, doesn't, that doesn't know football.
0: Know football. Uh, I'll, I'll equip a quip. I don't know if you speak for the entire uh community there but uh Equip equips said dude on left which is me does not know football so
1: there you go uh that's that's yeah, it kind of brings up a good point this is the best roster since 2018. i think with another good free agent class and even draft class i abs I, I absolutely kind of kind of believe that and again i think the one thing i've i've seen some people bring it up uh in the comments um agree with it or not mike Tomlin definitely uh elevates the roster one way or the other you don't you don't do everything you've done because he's had rosters that were bad enough to to, to finish sub five hundred, yep, and had situations in which his team probably should have finished with a losing record and they didn't. Yep. Um, so yep. I think that's a that's something to consider as well.
0: Okay, Decan Ramon coming up in about twenty minutes. He's Chris. I'm Corey. We'll be back Monday. Enjoy it. Have a good weekend. Cheers, everybody.